Welcome to The Well Podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. I do have a heaviness in my spirit today. There is so much stirring in the atmosphere. There's so much stirring in the world right now. And um, I think even in what he's doing with me, when I preached a few weeks ago, I talked about the pruning process and John 15 and um, that when you look up that word pruning, it really means cleansing and, um, and that, you know, he prunes even the fruitful things in our life. That cleansing process happens even in what can appear fruitful so that we can then produce more fruit. And so, um, and so I think I've been walking through that process. And, uh, and what's really amazing is the things that I feel like he's bringing clarity and word and vision. And uh, that's a really beautiful thing through the process. Doesn't mean it's fun, right? I mean, I don't like to clean. So you might, I mean, Misty cleans for a living like that. Jean cleans for a living, you know. I'm grateful for those people. Carolyn, you clean for a living, right? And but I, um, it's not my thing. But I like the end result. Anybody like that? I like to live in a clean house. I like to live in a clean space. I like to cook in a clean kitchen. I mean, that's my favorite. Um, if my family would get clued in on that, I think they know it a little bit. There's nothing like getting up in the kitchen being clean, and then I'm like, I want to cook, you know. Um, it's very nice. So I always like that. But that not that interesting because that really ties into what God was saying earlier, right, about wanting to clean the inside of the cup first before the outside. And uh, I don't know about you all, but in that cleaning process, as God does that, it is something that he's doing from the inside. He's not like chop pruning my arm off, you know but it can feel like it's my arm, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, but it's not the things that are happening in the natural, but it's what's happening in the spirit um, that are so significant. But when I clean, one of the things I noticed about myself is that I like to clean like the inside of the closet and then work my way out, or the inside of the drawer and then work my way out. Now, when I was a kid, I shoved it all under my bed. Every bit of it just went right under my bed. And then my mom, she'd have enough of that after a certain amount of time. She'd come into my bedroom with garbage bags. This is lit for real. She'd come in my bedroom with garbage bags and the broom. I wonder if God's not like that sometimes with us. Right? He's like, all right, enough's enough already. I'm not going to leave you in that pig pen. I'm not going to leave you in that place. And he comes in with the broom. <laughs> and like my mama used to do, she'd sweep out from under that bed. And before I knew it, my whole bedroom was out on the floor again. Because I just shoved it. I didn't want to deal with it. Anybody like that? I don't want to deal with this right now. I'm just going to put it under the bed. And then the next thing, you know, she'd get those garbage bags out. And we'd start loading up those garbage bags. And out it would go. Out it would go. So I think that the church at large, not just in my life, but I really believe the church at large is going through a cleansing process. I think he's trying to correct our poor vision 
for the way that we've seen him, the way we've approached him. And so I think we're well on our way in that process. And in your life, as you reflect on it, you may see how God is doing that in your life individually, that cleaning out. And maybe, maybe you're the one that's got all that stuff tucked under the bed. And he's like, we're going to, let's clean that out. And that's painful. Like, I didn't like that. It was embarrassing, kind of hurt my feelings, you know, when mom would have to do that. She would not be very happy with me in those moments. And the worst thing for me was not a spanking. We didn't spank in my house anyway. I never remember receiving a spanking from my mom. But, man, sometimes I wish she would have. I wish she'd have just spanked me and got it over with, you know. But instead, it was a life lesson. It was all a life lesson. My kids are probably the same with like, could you have just spanked us and got it over with? It was all a life lesson because she wanted me to grow. I remember the one time I got a D on my report card, and we lived in Florida. We lived close to, well, we lived in Panama City. And... The, the disappointment of knowing that I had let her down was well worse than the D that I got on my report card. The feeling I felt, feeling like I had let her down, was awful. And um, uh, both of my children are in here, so it's just funny as I reflect on my discipline, my mom's, and then the way we've corrected and disciplined our own children. It's just funny. I'm having a flashback moment, I guess. But um, but anyway, so I got this D on my report card, and she would uh, she put me in the car, and we drove down to the marina because we lived close to the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico. And she would take me out there. It was like a Titanic moment. Anybody ever seen that movie? Yeah. <laughs> And we'd stand at the edge right there where the rail was. And she would look out through her tears and she'd be like, Becky, you have the whole world out there in front of you with her tears. <laughs> Trying to encourage me to do better because she knew that there was more in me. You know, she knew there was more in me. And she wanted to pull that out. She wanted me to know that I didn't have to be limited by those grades on that report card, but that she wanted more for me. And I believe that's like Christ in our life. He wants more for us. And so as painful as it was, because it was followed up with then correction, you know, like she was inspirational and telling me how much that I knew she loved me. And I think that's the way our father is. Scripture says that he corrects those that he loves. And we should invite his correction. Ugh! We should invite his correction into our life. But not the correction that we understand of this world, but the correction of a loving father who sees us walking in a direction that's not good for us or sees something in our life that needs to be adjusted or changed. And he'll allow us to go that direction for a while, but then he's like, we need to work on this, you know. And sometimes that just looks like the messy kitchen where it's just accumulated, you know, over a few days. It's something in our life that we just need to 
wash. We just need to allow him to wash that. But some of us, we've been tucking it under the bed so far that it's starting to peek out underneath the edges of the bed. And we stub our toe when we go to get in the bed because <laughs> of the stuff that's under there. That's the worst, isn't it? Ugh. There's one of the beds in my house. There's a bed rail. I'm just being real with you today. Um, but there's this bed rail underneath the bed. And it's, um, it's in our guest room area. And it's fallen down, I guess. But I hit my, it's metal. You know, it's that metal bed rail. And I'll be trying to make that bed up, walking around the edge of it. And I will inevitably hit my toe on that metal rail. And it hurts so bad. I should get under there and move it. Did I? I just kicked it a little further under there. <laughs> and went on about my business. So I believe that we are in this season in the church where God is trying to take us through a cleansing process. And I believe that it is going to be a beautiful thing when we get through it. But we have to decide how we're going to make it through that process. And for some of us, it's going to be that moment like with my mom where she comes into my bedroom and she takes the broom and she sweeps everything out in the floor and you begin to look at the mess. And I'm like, Wow, I had no idea all that was in there. Because you just keep tucking it in. Just keep tucking it in. Until he's like, it's time to take the garbage out. It's time to clean up this vessel. And he wants to begin to do that in our lives. But then there are others where we just need to do a little organizing. Like there are some... some uh, decluttering that we need to take care of in our lives that will allow us that course correction that we need to then be able to hear to hear the father better anybody else like I don't do this as often as man I'm just airing out all my dirty laundry here <laughs> my dirty house cleaning <laughs> anybody else not clean your ceiling fans as regularly as you should. You just keep that thing rolling so you don't have to see the dust that's collected on it. <laughs> and then you turn it off and all of a sudden you see the collection of the dust. And you're like, I'm just going to turn that thing back on. <laughs> we'll worry about that another day. <laughs> I think sometimes we're like that with God, right? He brings things to our attention. We're like, oh, <laughs> I don't really know that I want to do that today. <laughs> but I tell you, if I'll just clean that ceiling fan, when I turn that thing on, it really feels like the air is clearer. Like I feel like the air is cleaner. Now, that could just be my imagination, but it just feels like the air is cooler and that thing works better. And I think that's like the Father is with us. And I'll go back to that scripture in Matthew that I shared this morning. 
He just doesn't want to leave us in our, in our state of being. He wants to see us transformed into the image that he created us to be in. And it's that process. I mean, I have a whole house to keep up with, right? You have a whole house. This is the temple of the living God. And there are just things. Spring is coming. That's spring cleaning time, people. And we can't leave that stuff too long. If I leave that too long on that ceiling fan, Wade's going to be sure to let me know that it could cause a fire. (gasps) But worse things could happen. And then not only that, but have you ever, I'm sure y'all never do this, have never, ever done this. But you have, it's like it stains it. Like if it's one of those white bladed fans, you know, and you haven't cleaned it off as regularly as you should. Don't look like that, Sophie. People are going to know. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. She's my daughter. I can pick on her. But <laughs> y'all can all breathe. Just breathe. Just taking a deep breath. Just taking a deep breath. I'm just here to love you today. Just here to love you. And I know it sounds silly, but there's so much truth in it. And, you know, even after you clean that fan, the age of the fan that we have in our bedroom, there just seems to be, it's not new. It's not been made new. And so there's just some staining on that thing. I sent Linda a picture of a recipe yesterday. I was so embarrassed because the paper, see, I'm a sentimentalist. So it's on the original paper that it was sent to me in an email. It's got like banana stain on it and oil stain and, you know, where I've touched that thing and used it. It came from my mother-in-law. I've got a whole story. It's the best recipe for banana bread. Y'all can't have it. I did let Linda have it so y'all can ask her. But it's been used But it shows what it's been through. You know, there's like this residual, this leftover residue that's been left on there. So I sent it to her and it was all yellow. And you know, you can, cameras are amazing nowadays. You can go into those filters. I thought, I'll just make that thing white. I should have sent it to Sam. You could have fixed this for me. (laughs) But none of my filters would work. It still looked yellow. (laughs) I could not find one filter to make that thing look white because I can't clean myself. That's the point. I can't clean up myself because if I do it in myself, it's like a a good um, exercise regimen. Man, we can get on that thing and we can work that program. And again, maybe this is just me. Maybe somebody can relate and I'll do really good for a minute. You know, I'll even push through the pain, you know, of those first few days where you feel like you just went through a battle <laughs> and your muscles are all sore and everything is sore. But it really is to adopt that lifestyle of exercise in your routine takes a lot of time. How long? I think it says it takes 21 days to form a new habit, a new routine in your life. So those things don't happen overnight. 
So even as God begins to do the work in your life, and you begin to go through that cleansing process, that pruning process, and he removes those things, recognize it's going to feel a little different for a while before you can get into the new routine of what life looks like in this new space that you're in, in this new place that you are. Now, immediately, it's going to be like that clean ceiling fan. Man, I tell you, when you declutter a space, my dresser for about a year in my bedroom was not good. And I'm being honest, probably a year. It wasn't good. It would just catch everything. Like, it was a disaster. And anybody have a room in their house where they feel like the dust is just worse? It's just worse in that room. Like, I'm not sure why, but it's just worse. And it's our bedroom. I feel like it... Is so dusty in that room. And so I just would look at that dresser and think, oh, I'm going to do it today. I'm going to do it today. <laughs> Pam's, I think we're relating to each other here. We're connecting. And then that day would pass. And the next day would come. And the next year. <laughs> And finally, I decided to tackle that dresser. It, but it, it did. I think it took me a year to really do what needed to be done in that space. And that's the way we can be sometime. We can avoid the things that God is trying to do in our life because they just feel too big. They feel like we don't want to, just don't want to. We just got the I don't want us. Anybody ever have the? Yeah. But I think he's pulling us in another direction in this season. He really is trying to help us get rid of the dead weight, the things that we don't need. And the point about getting that dresser cleaned off, now I walk in there and that thing, I got all this space and my earrings are in the drawer and, you know, it's so nice. I got the diffuser going. Wade hates that thing. He comes in, he's like, what is that smell? (laughs) I'm like, you'll be all right. (laughs) Anyway. But when a space has been cleaned, it's like I can breathe better. It's like once the clutter is gone, and it's even like mental clutter. If we allow those thoughts and things, you know, that process of renewing our mind is a big deal. But we can allow all the clutter in our mind to become overwhelming. And for me, I kind of have to just dump it. Like, I need to write it down. Usually, I'll write it down or I'll make a list and figure out what's important, needs to go on the list, and what doesn't. And then I can kind of let go of some of that. Or if there's a something that's about to happen, like, Sherry, I feel like you could relate to this with, like, the things that you're involved in. But you can, you're like, okay, here's this thing. I'll call it a project. I got I to gotta do this project. I need to execute this. I need to get everything in order to do it. And you think about it, and you think about it, and you think about it, and you think about it. Have you ever noticed how sometimes when you think and think and think about it, it actually becomes a bigger problem than maybe what it really is? You overthink it, and, and what, <laughs> what is really doable becomes this thing that's ginormous inside of you. And you think there's, 
I'm completely overwhelmed. And if you're like me, you just shut down. You're just like, I'm not. Just not going to. Right? And then I have to talk to myself. (laughs) And I have to say, just start somewhere. It's like that dresser. Just start somewhere. Just do the first thing. Even if it seems like this is not going to help. If I do the laundry, it's just going to all need to be done again in 30 minutes. But you just have to get started sometime. Just the one thing. Just begin to let the process take place. And allow God to begin to do the things in our lives that we need him to do. So that we can begin to reflect him properly. Allow that cleansing process. The inside of the cup first, okay? Let him do the inside. Y'all are beautiful. On the outside. Y'all don't need to do nothing else outside. You look good. Trust me. But let him do the work on the inside. The hard work. The hard work. But he'll do it. He'll do the work. Don't distract me. (laughs) Anyway. So today, like in that passage of scripture that I shared in Matthew, I believe he is calling us again into this cleansing season. It's in Matthew Verse 26, 25. I won't call y'all any more names, so I'll just skip on over to this part here. (laughs) For you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. First cleanse the inside of the cup and dish, that the outside may also be clean. This is not a process that he expects for you to do. I'm going to say it again. It's not behavior modification. It's like that exercise routine. I have wanted a punching bag for 10 years. I got one for Christmas two years ago. I haven't used it but one time. It's out there hanging. It's ready for me. Because that has to do with my will. And your cleansing does too. 
I have to be willing to make that a priority to do that. But if I could change my heart and my perspective about it, I'd go do it, right? So I believe in this particular season and, and where we're at, where we're going, you know, this whole revival thing is contagious. It's a beautiful thing. It took, again, a small group of believers who were willing to wait, who were willing to press through, who were willing to go outside of convenience, who were willing to sit in his presence, who were willing to wait. I always think this is an interesting part of the story. And if it's wrong, it's Wade's fault because he told me. So blaming it on him. <laughs> but Asbury, after their chapel ended and they had some time in the altar, the worship team left and went to lunch. But what happened when they came back from lunch is there were still people in there sitting in the presence of God. And they were like, huh, we should probably get back up there <laughs> and sing. Isn't that something? Those that hunger and thirst after Christ shall be filled. It's a beautiful thing. I think that's an interesting part of the story. Don't neglect your time with the king. Don't neglect your time with him. Prioritize that, prioritize that, prioritize it. Let's just say it takes 21 days. Give it 21 days. Form some good things in your life, right? Some healthy things. There are other things that you have in your life that are part of your lifestyle. And that really is it. I truly, truly, truly believe that revival should not be about a moment, but it should be a way that we live our life. A life laid down in surrender. Because that revives us, literally, dead and alive. Right? We're alive in Christ, co-joined with him. So I'm excited for where God's taking us and what he has for us to do. I um, In pre-service prayer, we were reminded again today that we're somewhere on this taffy wheel of expansion. Nathaniel, I think you could probably play something if you want to. And that means that um, all sorts of things are happening. I bet if I asked you what was happening in your life right now, you would, could tell me a multitude of things that feel good right now and things that feel hard 
things that feel easy that we're having to walk through right now. Angie and her family are here today. Her father just went to heaven. So grateful you are here. It's not an easy thing. We can celebrate because we know where he's at. But walking through that is the hard part. So we cover you in prayer today, and we'll continue to do that. But in our own lives, there are things that are difficult. When I had an opportunity to share about John 15, I and about the pruning process, I said that it is a process of dying. I mean, honestly, it, it is like crucifying our will sometime. It's like, like my mom saying, taking me out. It's like Jesus does that. He says, come right here to the edge. Ascend the mountain of the Lord with me. Let me show you the vast and beautiful things that I have for you. Come up here with me. He's calling us to come up here like my mom would do. Take me out there. Look at this vast ocean. I have so much for you. There's so much for you to partake in. And he says, but those who have clean hands and a pure heart. So he's saying, let me cleanse you. Let me do in you what I need to do so that you can become what I need you to be. Not just changing your behavior. You know how we can act one way with one person, but we act another way with another person. That's just modification in our behavior. But to truly be transformed is the part that he really wants. So that we no longer look like our old self, but we look like something that is full of him. That's full of him. That's what he wants for us. We want to thank you for listening in today. At The Well, we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after Him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.